Loved ones, what's going on? I'm Bruce Cole, and you found the podcast called A Bigger Story. Here's what A Bigger Story is about. First, I believe that we are more interconnected than we can possibly imagine. Science proves it, and spirituality and religion intuit it. At their best, the great religions, the great wisdom traditions of the world acknowledge our interconnectedness, our oneness. So A Bigger Story's first purpose is to explore that idea that our spiritual traditions point us all to a bigger story. If you were to ask a Christian minister or theologian, hey, Christian minister or theologian, what is the gospel? You'd get a different answer depending on that person's tribe, their denomination. A Lutheran will answer differently than a Baptist, who will answer differently than a Roman Catholic, who will answer differently from a Presbyterian and a Methodist and a Mennonite and an Episcopalian and so on. And, you know, the number of people who care even a little bit about these denominational distinctives is getting radically fewer all the time. Let's go back to that question. What is the gospel? It's kind of an inside baseball way of asking for your tribe, for your denomination, What is the most important thing about God and for Christians about Jesus Christ and about salvation? And I know God, Jesus Christ, salvation, and how denominations would answer differently about the most central belief of their tribe. And I know God, Jesus Christ, salvation, and how denominations would answer differently about that most central belief for their denomination. For a lot of you, your eyes are probably glazing over already, but don't let that happen because this is not going to be boring or irrelevant. So last night I watched season three, episode 11 of one of our favorite TV shows, Ted Lasso, and it's apparently the second to last episode of the series forever. Although I think I've noticed some rumblings that maybe there's more to this story. Hoping so. And there is no spoiler in what I'm about to say. And if I do get to any kind of spoiler territory, I'll give you a heads up. So first of all, have you watched Ted Lasso? If you haven't, it's about an English Premier League football team, what we Americans call soccer. And it's owned by a strong, uh, insightful, powerful woman who got the team as part of a divorce settlement from her husband, and she hires Ted Lasso and his assistant, Coach Beard, two lower-tier American football coaches. American football, not soccer. They've never coached soccer, don't know much about it, and why she hires them to coach the team is part of the season one storyline. There are three seasons in total. The show is hilarious and brilliantly written, at least I think it's very funny and brilliantly written, and so do a lot of other people who have made Ted Lasso a hit for Apple TV. And in the midst of all the clever humor, there are these storylines of human development, human failure, human progress, relationships filled with struggle, conflict, redemption. To me, it's a PhD course in servant leadership. If you've never heard that term, Google it, servant leadership. It was taught originally coined by Robert Greenleaf way back in the 70s. And he talks about a servant leader being first a servant, somebody who naturally wants to serve first, 
different than somebody who wants the leadership job because they want the power. And he says that the difference manifests itself in the care taken by the servant leader to make sure that other people's highest priority needs are being served. And the best test, most difficult to administer, is for the servant leader, do those served grow as persons? Do they, while being served, become healthier, wiser, freer, more autonomous, more likely themselves to become servants? And what is the effect of their servant leadership on the least privileged in society? Will the least privileged benefit or at least not be further deprived? And this perfectly describes Ted Lasso's approach to coaching and leadership in the show. And invariably, every episode for all three seasons has taught me about servant leadership. It's made me laugh. And a lot of times it's made me cry too. These redemption stories in the show are very moving. So the second to last episode, season three, episode 11 for Ted Lasso, illustrates this question we teed up at the beginning of the podcast. What is the gospel? What's the most important thing about divine intention? And if you were to ask a Lutheran Christian, hey, Lutheran Christian, what's the gospel? They would answer, the gospel is grace. Now, there's more technical answer for a Lutheran, but this is not a theology PhD course. If you asked a Lutheran Christian, hey, what's central to your understanding of the gospel? A Lutheran would say, grace, that we are saved by grace through faith apart from works. In other words, you can't earn it for the sake of Jesus Christ. The emphasis is on the word grace, which for a Lutheran means that God loves you, guaranteed, unconditionally, no strings attached. It's already given to you. And that's a pretty awesome understanding of God and God's disposition toward humanity. If God is infinite and God is love, and if there is a God who is infinitely loving, then that's very different than God as this stern judge, jury, executioner in the sky. Instead, God is the infinite source of love, forgiveness, redemption. And for people who've been controlled all their lives in religious systems, controlled and their behavior manipulated by having instilled in them this fear that they have to behave a certain way or they'll be condemned to hell, that there are sins that they can commit that are just unforgivable. I can tell you that for people who were brought up that way and are still bogged down in all that, that sharing with them and convincing them that if there is a God, that God is not that angry judge and that there is nothing they've ever done that can separate them from divine love, from divine forgiveness, from divine redemption, that whoever or whatever God is, God is a God of infinite love, infinite second chances. I've seen it happen. That alone can be huge for someone. It's why the old hymn calls it amazing grace. Now, that's not the only gospel. It's not the only central truth. It is for Lutherans, And they're not wrong. Grace is a wonderful place to start, probably the best place to start. But it's not all of it. 
with unconditional grace stipulated, there are other central aspects of the gospel for other Christians, me included, like radical kinship with others, radical compassion, expanding circles of empathy, doing justice, forming and sustaining communities of justice and grace and redemption and love, devoting ourselves to lives of service, sacrificial service, ethical behavior, using resources, the resources with which we've been blessed, using them for the relief of suffering in the world with radical generosity, welcoming the stranger into our midst. All those things are central aspects of the gospel for me, all critical. And a Lutheran would not argue that a Lutheran would just say, but grace is the foundation of it all. And I see the foundation as multifaceted, but that's not, I'm not here to argue that. Grace, amazing grace. It looks like forgiveness. It looks like surrendering our judgment of another, even when our judgment of that other seems perfectly, reasonably, rationally justified. Grace looks like redemption, restoring a person to love, restoring a person to community, even when we can make a perfectly rational argument that they don't deserve it. And here's how this played out on the second to last episode of Ted Lasso last night. And this to me is not a spoiler. I'll be general. But if you've been watching, I think you're going to be like, oh yeah, well, that was going to happen. But if you're all concerned, this is one place to maybe bail out and come back after you've watched the second to last episode of season three. Okay? There's a character on the show who has treated Ted Lasso really badly. He deserves everyone's disdain. But in this season three, he's been on this very evident journey of self-discovery, and he's in touch now with how much of a jerk he's been. And Ted Lasso, the head coach of the football team, the soccer team, wants to forgive him. And so do many of the players. In fact, Ted forgave this character the very second that he was mistreated by this character. It's just who Ted is. He's a person of amazing grace. Grace is instinctual for him. But Ted's best friend, his assistant coach, Coach Beard, doesn't want to forgive this guy. Coach Beard loves Ted so much, saw Ted mistreated, and isn't inclined to forgive anyone who hurts his best friend. Ted's not going to force Coach Beard to forgive this other person, this other character. But he's encouraging him to. And he says to Coach Beard, Coach, and this is so crucial. Ted Lasso says to Coach Beard, Coach, I hope that either all of us or none of us are judged by the actions of our weakest moments but rather by the strength we show when and if 
we're ever given a second chance. That's so amazing. I just want to say it again. And notice how he equalizes it. Coach, I hope that either all of us or none of us are judged by the actions of our weakest moments, but rather by the strength we show when and if we're ever given a second chance. And man, Ted Lasso lands that plane so expertly, and you can tell that it's messing with Coach Beard's insides. And sure enough, next scene, Coach Beard is off to see this person he doesn't want to forgive or have anything at all to do with. And this person is really nervous when Coach Beard shows up. He wasn't expecting it. And he thinks Coach Beard is actually there to kill him. And now, if you stayed with me this far, uh, this is the next closest we get to a spoiler here. So if you think this is going to mess up the show for you, just stop here, watch the show, come back. I'm going to give you a second now to dump out. Three, two, one. Okay, you're still here. Coach Beard stands there with this other guy, all sorts of emotions on his face. None of the emotions look very good. You can tell he's troubled. His arms are folded. His body language is terrible. And he goes on to tell this guy about all the ways that he, Coach Beard himself, had managed to mess up his own life once upon a time. And even how in the midst of doing that, he had done Ted Lasso really wrong. And it's pretty dark stuff. If you've ever seen Les Mis, this is Les Mis-level dark stuff. And Coach Beard wraps it all up by telling this other character in the show how Ted had forgiven him once upon a time, gave him a job, and gave him a life. And then he looks at this guy and he says, so to honor that, I forgive you, and I give you a job. The life part's up to you. There's one more episode to watch in the Ted Lasso three-season saga. It dropped this morning, and when Maureen gets home from work tonight, I imagine we'll be watching it. And with the rest of you, I guess we'll find out how that conversation and how all this grace stuff that's been part of the show for three seasons, how all this grace stuff works out. I don't expect it to all be perfect, to all be wrapped up in a neat little bow. But I expect it to be good enough to really mess me up. And I don't mind getting messed up if getting messed up means I'm less of a judgmental asshole myself, more inclined to forgive, more inclined to offer a second chance, and then another second chance, and another second chance, more inclined to be about the business of repairing the bonds of kinship with others, expanding the circles of empathy and compassion, more inclined to grow in these things, which usually takes me getting messed up a bit. I need it regularly. (laughs) I think that's why I was part of churches for so many years is because I needed to be messed up. And honestly, it's why I loved being a preacher for so many years because I would preach sermons that were guaranteed to mess me up. And there's nothing worse than a sermon that a preacher doesn't need to hear himself. 
and being a pastor where, you know, you're not doing your job if you're not being a dispenser and extender of grace. So you find yourself in these situations all the time that can mess you up. But that's just not for clergy, just not for preachers, just not for pastors. I mean, Ted Lasso, three seasons of the show that make the point it's for all of us. So if you haven't watched it, I encourage you, watch the three seasons, binge it. Doesn't take long. Most of the episodes are like 30 to 40 minutes. Go through all three seasons. Get through the first couple of episodes in season one. Don't give up on it. And let your insides get soaked in these stories of redemption and forgiveness and love and grace. Those Lutherans, they might be right after all. You can be in touch with me, a bigger story community at gmail.com, a bigger story community at gmail.com. And please, too, consider becoming a digital subscriber to A Bigger Story at a biggerstory.substack.com. I'll put those links in the show notes. It's the easy and be- easiest and best way to support our work here at A Bigger Story. And if you have a moment more, please also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Remember, you are loved. Talk to you next Wednesday.